Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another podcast day. It is a podcast Thursday, the Friday Eve, and I got my fearless co-host, Betsy Hiddleston. Hello, Brock. How are you this fine Friday Eve? I'm doing great. I'm glad to have you with me. Um, I love podcast days on Fridays. Yes. But I also love them on Thursdays because it gives me hope for the weekend to come. <laughs> I think you just love podcasting any day. Any I do. day. I do. Any day or time, Brock is there to podcast. Always. And today we have a very special guest. We do. One of my favorites. Um, when I first got on the city, she was a huge help. And this is Tiffany Belt. Mountain Tiffany, home legend herself, T-Belt in the house. Born and bred. <laughs> Good morning, everyone, <laughs> on a Friday Eve. <laughs> so I just want to toss out a little story about oh. Tiffany. Oh, gosh. Just really quick, just right off, just right out of the gate. Uh-oh. So when I first got to the city, I was kind of in a mode where I had no idea what I was doing, even more so than what I do now. And I remember that we had to set up some public hearing signs for some zoning hearings. Uh-huh. And I, it was like just me by myself. Oh, with like a little post. <laughs> well, I had the post thing and I had the post and I had no idea what I was doing and I was panicking and it had to get done by like Friday at 5 p.m. <laughs> and, I, and I just called Tiffany and I was like, please. <laughs> Help me. And like she came out and Miguel and a bunch of other people. And it was just awesome. She called in the team. She did. And this is when she was at Parks and, um, well, not Parks Rec. And she had all of her own things to do. But I remember it meant so much because I was so panicked in that moment. And you she, didn't know who to call, so you called Tiffany. I did, and she just came with a tribe of people. There was a um, ton of signs, if I remember right. Yeah, we had put up like six signs. It was like pouring rain. It oh was, my gosh. Yeah, like inclement weather, definitely. Inclement <laughs> weather. But um, I think that is kind of who Tiffany Belt is all about. Um, great attitude, always willing to help out and do what's best to get things moving, so... Tiffany, so excited. <laughs> so glad you're here. Thank you. So the first question that we're going to ask is, what do you believe to be a mountain home gem? This one I thought of long and hard, you guys. <laughs> um, I was going to go with the Jalapeno Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's the people. The people oh. of mountain home are the gem. They're kind. They're... Um, like when you travel outside of here, you hold a door open for people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times people look at you like, why are you holding the door open? (laughs) Right. Where are you from? You're not from here. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, I'm, you know, I'm from Idaho. Well, we're at in Idaho. You're from Mountain Home. Don't ever change who you are. You know, Mm -hmm. that was really nice of you. So I would say the people are the gem. They're prideful. They know what Mm -hmm. they want. They're going to speak up. They are. So... (laughs) I'd say that's it. The people are the gym. That's a new one. We haven't heard the people yet. No. It's the um, people that make Mountain Home. Mountain and, Home. <laughs> exactly. And, and they're very passionate. Um, they're very passionate. They love their community. 
um, the people from Mountain Home. And I love that they're always willing to express their opinions and to make their voice heard. I think that's important. It's important with local government. Um, to me, local government is the best level of government because you have complete accessibility. Mm -hmm. um, we're not far away. People can come and see us face to face and we can try to find solutions for their problems. Okay. So I dig it, Tiff. Yep. I dig it. People. That's a good answer. And they like, in, like even the, they instill it generationally, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of leads in the next one, you know, what brought me here, I'm born and raised. So I feel like my parents have like instilled that passion to me and like my kids are that mountain home. Mm -hmm. So I think it's people. So you were born at the hospital when it was here in Mountain Home? Yes. Um, you guys, I was born at Elmore Medical. Elmore Medical. <laughs> yeah. Before St. Luke's <laughs> made its presence. Absolutely. Yeah. Long time ago. Old school. So you were born at Elmore Medical. And kind of tell us about growing up in Mountain Home and what that was like. Um, well, actually, I'm like a third or fourth generation from here um, on my mom's side. So my mom grew up here. My grandmother grew up here. Um, my dad's uh, transplant as everyone calls them but um, they've all kind of adapted here but growing up um, small town you know your neighbor you know the kids down the street um, it is it's dynamic and again it goes back to the people are focused and they're fearless mm -hmm. like there's I'd like to say there's just as many opportunities as there was when I was a kid here but there's not we know that and we're improving that right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, Yeah, you know, and I work with a lot of people I went to school with here or grew up with, which is nice, or they're, they're in another agency or somebody we work with. So that's, it's always nice to see those familiar faces. So, yeah, I will say it's been kind of weird as like, like even for me, like, I mean, I'm younger, but like growing up and now you're working with like people your age, but they're the teacher. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, like you're the teacher. We're teacher age. Yeah. We're teacher. <laughs> we're adulting. Like yeah. we're adults. Like yeah. look at us. Like um, my kids, they go to the school system here. And so they're like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so teacher. And I'm like, oh yeah, we went to school together mm -hmm. or, you know, principal or whatever it may be here. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So like Betsy, you're a Mountain Home High School alumni. Yes, sir. Go Tigers. Absolutely. And... <laughs> From what I understand, you used to be quite the hoopster. <laughs> I think she still is, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do like to play some basketball. Um, I like to play basketball. I played a lot of basketball growing up. Basketball led me to some college opportunities. Um, so, yeah, I do like to spend a lot of time in the gym. Time in the gym and outside. And I know you were also a lifeguard during your teenage years as well. Yes. Yep, I actually started as a seasonal lifeguard for the City Mountain Home in the late 90s. <laughs> Such a cool time. Again. Groovy time. Again, where are you at in the age thing? So. Awesome. And how did you enjoy that as a job during your teenage years, working for the city, being a lifeguard? Um, I think that's where the, like everything started from, honestly. Mm -hmm. I... I did a lot um, lifeguarding. I did use coaching um, as I was able to still go to high school. Mm -hmm. and I, took, I even went into college doing the same thing. So um, giving back to my community has always been something that I, I truly believe is what you should do. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it better. 
makes me better as a person. Um, but lifeguarding was always fun. Like mm-hmm. teaching yeah. little kids to swim, man, that's a passion. I would still do that today. When mm-hmm. I was rec superintendent, I was teaching little kids to swim. We walk into Walmart and they're like, swim coach. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> um, you're changing people's lives and that's, that's big to me. So that's and awesome. I think you're still coaching. Correct. But back to the roots of basketball, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have any applicants to coach um, the junior high eighth grade basketball team. So uh, Coach Bethel reached out and asked if I'd be interested in it. Um, it's about a seven-week mm-hmm. commitment. Um, I felt, yeah, hey, it's a good opportunity. It's a good group of young men. So I dove into it. We're about halfway through our season now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've learned a lot. Yeah. They're improving. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. And you also get to coach your son? Yes, I get to coach my oldest son, yes. And how's that dynamic? (laughs) Um, It it was the opportunity. Um, Carter is probably the male version of his mother, honestly. Um, So we get along very well. We understand one another very well. Uh, We both have the same traits. Mm -hmm. So when he knows he messes up and he looks at me and... So some of that balance is there, you know, and it's like, yeah. you gotta just keep moving and working and get through it. So no, it's been a lot of fun. It definitely is going to be a memory in our forever treasure box <laughs> that we got to do this and enjoy these seven weeks. So cool. That's awesome. So from lifeguard to city clerk, what does that path <laughs> lifeguard look to like? city clerk? There's a lot in between. So um, yeah, there is a lot in between. Um, so I was a seasonal lifeguard through high school. Um, I left and went to college for a little while. I lifeguarded while I was in college. Came back, worked seasonally. Um, after I was done and I hung up my basketball shoes for a while, mm-hmm. I came back. Um, I got in with the rec department. Um, I was taking some classes through Boise State. So I was coaching and lifeguarding. Mm-hmm. And then a recreation clerk position came open. It was a new position within the city. I applied for that. Um, I was, a, they hired me at that point. So that was my first jump into the city besides seasonal. Mm-hmm. And then I lasted through the rec department. I did clerk and then I was a coordinator. And then in about 2010, I believe I applied to come over here to city hall. Um, I just started my family. Mm-hmm. So kind of, um, the recreation world, a lot of people don't understand. It's, it's a lot of after hours. It is. Um, and so you have not a lot of family balance there. So I knew I needed to f- spend time at home. So I applied over here into utility billing. Um, and Nina Patterson, our previous clerk, she hired me over here. I lasted in that position for about, I want to say, 60 days or so. Um, and then our deputy city clerk at the time, she elected to leave and mm-hmm. find employment elsewhere. So I applied for that job, which entailed payroll. Mm-hmm. So then I sat in that seat until 2016 mm-hmm. when the rec superintendent position, again, a newly created because of some retirements. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied there, went back to recreation, enjoyed that. Again, it's always evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, back to my community roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The mayor came and approached me and said, hey, Nina's going to retire. What do you want to do? Would you be interested? And here I am today. Um, that's kind of where the, the crazy road has led me. 
um, a lot of the times people are like, where are you at? Like, you were there, and now you're there. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> taking it all in. But I felt it's what I, I should do for my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bring some knowledge and history to the city, um, and that's why I like to do those things. So That's awesome. So, city clerk. <laughs> um, I bet a lot of our listeners are wondering... What does the city clerk do? Um, we don't have three hours. We, 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 so. we, we, we don't, unfortunately. But if you were to summarize it of kind of your role, what would you want people to know? The role I play well said is I think I'm the catch-all to everything. I'm the common ground. Um, I'm common ground between mayor, council, um, outside agencies, and our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my main my main role is to make sure we organize documents. I provide documents to individuals that are needed, mayor, council specifically, and our staff. And then um, organizing meetings. Mm-hmm. So, but what about the most glamorous part of cemetery plots? Oh yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Betsy. Um, I just like I love when I walk in and I see that giant map covering your desk, yes. which is actually something we're trying to update and modernize as the cemetery. But um, yes, I the city clerk um, currently oversees all of the sale of cemetery plots and burials within the Mount Home Cemetery. A lot of different things and elections <laughs> and elections. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a ginormous job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think a ton of people realize that. Um, I'm probably one of Tiffany's frequent flyers <laughs> um, because we do a lot of land use applications. I remember you telling me that you spoke to Nina, and Nina was like, I've, I've never done that amount before. Um, and it's a lot of work to ensure that the processes are done properly, that we meet state requirements, that the proper documents are given to everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a ton of work. Yeah. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know that. Because <laughs> because I know that I certainly add a lot to your plate. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry, but not sorry. Right, that's our job. it's yeah. our job. But that's also, job. Um, I love working with Tiffany. I mm-hmm. love finding solutions. Um, she's very solution-oriented, and uh, you and me are kind of similar, too. Me and Tiffany call each other's sled dogs. Yes. Um, that's just give us a task and let us mush away. <laughs> Pack it on. We're going to go. I don't know why that analogy is so funny we'll to me. Yeah. Sled dogs. Yeah. And just give us a pat on the head, and we'll be good. We're good. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just want a little bit. Just a little encouragement. Yep. They'll keep going. Just that's a little us. bit of a good job. <laughs> keep it up. Keep so pushing. give us food every once in a while. We'll be fine. A little food. <laughs> Toss us a ball. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, Tiff, is there any one one thing about being city clerk that you would like residents to understand? Like, if there's one thing that people don't typically think about that you would hope that they would know? I don't know if I would have one thing. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest would be understanding of communication and mm-hmm. overall process. Yeah. So some, it seems at times people will get frustrated because either they don't get a response timely or 
how our process is like, it may come into me as a question, but I may have to go seek it from Brock and then Brock has to seek it from a developer mm-hmm. or ITD or whomever that may be. It could come from an outside source back to us. And so timing and communication is Mm-hmm. The understanding of that and the dynamics is probably the biggest thing, if that makes sense, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they like want it right on the spot, right? Like, why don't you have that document or why don't you know that? And it's like, well, right. I have other sources or, mm-hmm. you know, they're bringing me the information, the knowledge for me to then share with others. So mm-hmm. maybe that. Give us some grace. <laughs> Just give yeah. the people some grace. Yeah. No, but I like to think that we also strive to educate the public about those processes mm-hmm. um, because we don't want anyone to have a negative experience. No. Um, I think local government is n- notorious, or government in general is what I should say, for having this perception of you don't care, there's a thousand employees that aren't doing anything, um, you guys are just red tape. Right. And that's absolutely not the case. Like, every one of them that come in are important to me. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to do is put the postie aside and then keep moving and then a week later get back to the postie. That's not what I want to do at all. So definitely you're trying to knock them all off as you can and get right. answers. So most definitely. And, you know, shout out to everyone in city hall, um, who plays those admin roles, deputy clerk roles, and frankly throughout the city who, uh, I, I think we're, we, we do well at providing good customer service and that's not to mean that we don't fall short. But I think we learn from our mistakes, and we're always trying to be more effective. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Like, I think the team of the City Mountain Home is totally okay with owning their mistake and learning from it so it doesn't occur again. Yeah. Awesome. Next question, Betsy? Um, I think, well, yeah, what would you think could make Mountain Home better? Or, as I, as I told Brock, we need to add on to the question, does it even need to be better? <laughs> you know, that... I don't want to say this was a tough one either, but I don't know if it necessarily needs to be better, mm-hmm. but I thought of opportunity and I don't mean opportunity for, for, for a steakhouse or a shopping mall. I just meant opportunity for the next generation to want to stay. Yeah. Like, what is that opportunity or what is the opportunity for me to grow as a person? Mm-hmm. And that it's so broad. Again, I'm sorry that my... Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, do I want, you can continue education. There's so many opportunities that you can do it online. You can do it through night classes. Um, But what are those opportunities, especially youthful? When we did the kindness week, Brock, Mm -hmm. when we talked to the high school kids, they were like, what would make you stay? Mm -hmm. You know, and some of them are like, Panda Express, you know, (laughs) it was so small. Done. Right? (laughs) That's all it takes, kid. And in all honesty, we know Panda's not going to make them stay, but it's a perk, right? (laughs) But what are those things Mm -hmm. that we might need that would want people or our our next generation to stay here? So based on that, I'm going to try to just tie a bunch of things together. Um. We always hear people because the city is changing. Yeah. Um, we are evolving, and we probably look different than what we did 10, 20, 30 years ago. Absolutely. And that process will continue to happen. And the biggest concern that I hear from Mountain Home residents is, but we don't want to lose who we are. We don't want to lose our character and what makes Mountain Home special. And I would go back to what you said is a Mountain Home gem. What makes Mountain Home Mountain Home is its people. People. And if we're going to keep Mountain Home, Mountain Home, 
we need to be focused on the people. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so what I would hope that people understand is that I, I believe as a, as a city team, we have that zeroed in. Um, and the things that we're trying to do is trying to keep our most precious asset, which is our children, yep. you know, which is the true identity yep. of our town here. And if we don't have opportunities, and I love how you said that, opportunities, opportunities to better yourself, maybe that's education, maybe it's trainings, yeah. opportunities to live here, um, having a diverse set of housing options. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone can just buy a house right off the bat. No, um, rental market's really hard, you know, finding some of that missing middle housing. Um, opportunities to serve, I think are really important. One thing that I love about Mountain Home is we have a wonderful group of community members that volunteer. And because we're a small town, mm -hmm. you see one person doing 20 bajillion things. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not sustainable. Right. <laughs> right. They're going to burn out. But it's true. The yeah. opportunities to be involved or to mm -hmm. give back, like coaching, you know, our rec department, again, back to that one. When Darce's podcast is going to happen, she's going to be like, you took all my thunder. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, you know, 60 some people volunteer mm -hmm. coach to run that league yeah that if it wasn't for those people and to willingness to take that opportunity and mm -hmm. and and grow and give the people's kindness or impact the youth that are coming up these lines mm -hmm. where would we be well and what i hope people understand about those opportunities is you don't have to wait to be asked no just they're all over. Insert yeah. yourself into the conversation and just start going. Yeah. Because I speak to a lot of people and they're like, well, no one's really asked me. Right. And I'm like, it's because we didn't know you wanted to, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we want you to do it. Yeah. yeah. We really want you, Bob. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Yeah. You're out there, Bob. <laughs> For sure. Please, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a lot of outside organizations of us that, mm -hmm. that need people. Yeah. You know, the generationally they're, they don't want to do it anymore. They've done their time. And so mm -hmm. it's the next generation's turn. Mm -hmm. so. so what do you see, um, you know, as, as a city team, we have a lot of big plans of how we want to continue to provide opportunities to our citizens. What are some of those opportunities that may be currently we are developing or that you would like us to develop in the future? So we've talked about some facilities, and I know you guys are diligently working on, you know, the store economic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think you guys really balance that well because you know the citizen concern of not being, I'm going to call it mountain home, mm -hmm. right? Changing that overall. Mm -hmm. um, and, you're, and you're very thoughtful, and making sure the people know what's going on. Um, the recreational or the youthful things that draw people in. Um, but we do a very good job. So like our pool, we hope to have completed um, by the end of the year. I'd like it done tomorrow if I had a magic wand. And I know that that's a valuable thing mm -hmm. and a necessity to our city. Yeah. And so that is in like the forefront of every fight we have here is hey, when's it going to be done? And mm -hmm. it's constantly a talk every day, honestly. Um, but we do a lot with very little. Yeah. You know, our rec department, our library, 
they're given as much as they can for very little cost to the youth or to adult citizens. Um, So honestly, I think we as the city team Mm -hmm. are doing our best to align what we think those opportunities are at a balanced and an affordable Mm -hmm. um, rate to our citizens, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. Stents. Stents. No. It makes total sense. And I hope people realize, you know, like, so in planning and development, I, I, I understand delays. I understand that sometimes your timetable becomes elongated because of multiple factors. And, you know, I think with the pool, what I would hope that people would understand and be patient with is that the city values the taxpayer dollar to such an extent that we are only going to execute if we can make sure that we don't have to demand anything more from our citizens in order to accomplish that goal. And that, you know, shout out to Jamie Dan- Daniels. McDaniels. McDaniels. McAwesome. McAwesome. For all the work she does, because, you know, by going after additional grants, we're able to ensure that we don't have to use even more tax dollars to fulfill that need, Mm -hmm. but that we can add that value. Correct. And a lot of people on the pool front, the, when we started the process is Mm pre-COVID. So we did all the budgetary, the estimates, all that came pre-COVID. And as majority of the world knows, everything escalated real quick. Yeah. So what was a $1.5 million project with a 50% grant match now is looking at a $3 million project. And so then we've had to come back to the table as a team and get it within a good Mm -hmm. budget that we can afford, like Brock said, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not exceeding the taxpayer dollars for that and using our grant funding. So Right. Like we could get the product here, but then what, charging kids $10 a head to come swim at the pool? Correct. We don't want that. Yeah. Eventually fees will increase. You know, they haven't in years. I could tell you as a kid, I swam there for a dollar and they didn't change the dollar rate. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was still a dollar for me. What is it? Was it $2 a few summers ago? (laughs) Yeah, it still is. And that, and that would be our goal is to make sure it's affordable because we do know the need is there and we Mm -hmm. want kids and our citizens to swim in it at an affordable rate. Yeah. Well, and there's even more to just building the pool oh yeah there's the o&m costs there's the maintenance there's the staffing there's so many different things tied to it as well Mm -hmm. um and i just people know that it seems easy it's more than just filling up a thing full of water yeah Um, we want it safe we want it affordable we want to provide excellent programming there as well Mm -hmm. and value and i think sometimes good things take time um i remember former councilman bundy now state representative, um, during many a meetings, he would always say, you know what, sometimes government is a little bit slower, Yep. but that's because it needs to be thoughtful. Um, we need good analysis and we, we want to mitigate mistakes. Correct. So yeah. I think when it comes, I think it's going to be an amazing day. I think everyone's going to be relieved. I think Tiffany Belt especially is going to be relieved. Well, I know that she carries that one close to her heart. Yes. And she's the first that's jumping in. The very first like, one. Like, look out, Mayor. I don't care. I will <laughs> kick the mayor out of the way. Tiffany Belt's jumping in first. Cannonball. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely, it is, it is deep within my roots to make sure. And it lasts for the next generation and 
I will help them plan one day that they don't go through the struggles we went through on this one. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. So, Tiffany, what else do you do in your free time? <laughs> Segue back to your personal life. Um. <laughs> My personal life. Man, I am a mother um, first and foremost. My two boys, they are why I get up every day. So um, we're all over. We, we're heading to a soccer tournament here shortly. Abram keeps us busy. He's, kind of, he's not my sporty one. Um, Carter's really involved in uh, soccer and basketball. Um, a lot, like I said early on, like his mommy's a gym rat. <laughs> and then Abram is my creative, clever. Uh, he is, he's one of a kind, but they are both very good young men. And I'm proud to be their mother. And I can attest, they are good kids. I've had a lot of run-ins um, with them. Especially when I was at rec, um, Tiffany's mom also, like often brought them to things. Then there was the time I had to do a pool or a slip and slide video. I remember that. We had to call in Mountain Homes actors, as we called them. Those boys were all in. They were there for it. They were slipping and sliding. Like, what do you need me to do next? Do you need me to go left? Do you need me to go right? I'm like, you keep doing you because you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My, my family is my, my number one for sure from, you know, my kids to... Uh, Miguel, my folks, his family. Yeah. We're well, and you're kind of fortunate because everyone's here. Yes. As far as your family, for the most part. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's accessible and, you know, and your kids get to have those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very fortunate. Which is super cool. Yep. That's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. Awesome. So I feel like this is a dumb question after. <laughs> you kind of like touched on it. But... After everything you touched on, but. <laughs> What keeps me here? What keeps you here, Tiff? Because I know we talked about a lot of happy things, but you and me both know, working for this, Betsy knows, anyone who's worked for the city knows that sometimes there's crummy days. Life's hard. Sometimes there's hard (laughs) moments. Um, Sometimes things are just gray. Yeah. So what keeps you here? The hairs on my head that I've developed. After those. (laughs) I feel that, Betsy. the want to continue to improve or provide for my community mm-hmm. is probably what keeps me here. And I'll stay here as long as it's okay, you know? <laughs> and I'll give 100%, if not more, every time because that is who I am, sled dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm at in the line of sled dogs, but I'm, I'm there. <laughs> um, Are you the head dog, mid dog? I don't know. <laughs> But I'm in the back just being dragged. (laughs) But um, it's the want, the want to help, the want to provide the sense of community. So, so there's this wonderful quote (laughs) that I first heard (laughs) on quote time (laughs) that I first heard on Parks and Rec, um, the show, right? The show. Okay. (laughs) And they quote, uh, I want to say that it's Theodore Roosevelt. Um. But, but it is, there is nothing better than doing work worth doing. Yeah. Um, and that's public service. Yep. We get to do good work that's worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard and it's ugly and it's nasty. But when, when, when you get those good moments. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, swim coach. They feel the picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it's wonderful yeah and it's awesome and you know gray days come and it's easy for people outside of our organization to armchair quarterback and yeah. say this is what i would do different this is what i would do yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe and maybe that's true but i would hope that they would take the time to understand us to get to know us maybe they maybe we would do things differently but i think everyone in our community wants the same thing right no yeah. one here is purposely trying to destroy the city no. no one here wants to destroy the community and make it worse um and i would invite all those people to be engaged to be actively engaged to not only share their concerns but share some solutions too we've heard so many great I- great ideas from outside the city um that we strive to implement as well so yeah. Tiff, I'm just so happy that you're part of our team and for the amazing value that you bring. We always call Tiff Cool Aunt Tiff because we know that Nina was kind of our mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tiff is just an amazing support to any, to everyone here and Mountain Home's lucky to have her. Thank I you. Think, I think she really is kind of is what makes Mountain Home Mountain Home. I know my story time of Tiff, but it's going to be real short and quick. Is I just know one of the first few times working with her, she said she bleeds black and orange. Mm-hmm. And you see that almost every day is that she truly is Mountain Home. And I think honestly, yeah, if you're trying to figure out what is Mountain Home in one person, Tiffany is definitely Mountain Home. Thanks, guys. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, it's a pleasure. It's been wonderful. Betsy, until next time. Until next time. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes, please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>